This is Up for Debate, episode number 227, recorded February 17th, 2022. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Up for Debate, the debate podcast where the two hosts agree on everything. I'm Sean Jennings, joined, as always, by the original inventor of West Coast hip-hop. It is Matt Mariani. Hello, Matt. Hello, Sean. I was just really quickly adding a couple of words to my to my uh, account name today. Um... Sean, I want to introduce you as uh, one of the people who uh, was not sitting in the front of the stage for the halftime show, who actually could tell what was going on. Sean Jennings, a.k.a. Dr. Dre. How are you tonight, Mr. Sean? Wiki, 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 wiki. <laughs> That's right, Matt. I'm here at the control panel, like my main man Dre. On the ones and twos. That's right. That's what does right. That actually, mean? um, no one's. I are, are you really asking me On that? Ones and twos. I'm going to assume that's rhetorical because I certainly don't know the answer. It's like a DJ uh, thing. Matt, Super Bowl Fifty Six has come and gone. What an event! What a spectacular! The great city of Los Angeles. Uh, Play host, we had the game, we had the halftime, we had the commercials, we had the prop bets. So much to cover, Matt. So much to cover. My big question, are you still hungover? Um, uh, considering that I just drank root beer during the halftime show. Not really. Oh, man. And you, you must have been I'm, I'm a fan of root beer. My favorite root beer is Barks. Because Barks has I know, beer. you've said that. Does. Yeah, I don't... I think we should get a Barks sponsorship, personally, but... My whole fridge downstairs I mean, I, is full of barks. I wouldn't. I wouldn't complain. You put a little ice cream in there. I can't do dairy, but I would. You put. You put a little dairy-free ice cream oh, in a there. Little, little vegan ice cream. Sure. Oh, yeah. sure. All day. All day. All day. Well, that's good. Sounds like it was a real rager at the mm. uh, the Mariani household. Absolutely. First. Uh, first Super Bowl in the new in the new place. Uh, in the basement. It was a good time. Uh, did you enjoy your Super Bowl watching? I did. I did. I had a very nice time. I was drinking non-alcoholic beer. I've been getting into non-alcoholic beer, like actual beer, but without alcohol in it. That's very confusing. No, no, it's, it's, it's beer just without the alcohol in it. Why? Why would you do that? I like how beer tastes. I think beer tastes good. And when I go to a party like that and I have to drive home and not and stay focused and attentive um, to me, it's it's to me, it's like, why? But why go? Why waste the calories? Like, why not just drink soda? Uh, Uh, Because I feel self-conscious because everyone else is drinking, but I'm the only one not. Okay, okay, you do. you. Yeah, you got to hang out with my family more. Um, I think that's that's fair. I've I personally have never tasted a non-alcoholic beer. Um, tastes just like regular I'm beer. I'm sure it does. <laughs> um, but I, uh, I, I've been getting more into soda recently, which is not a good thing. It's a bad, very bad mm. thing. Sugar, um, calories, just as caffeine I've been trying in some to, cases. I've been trying to curb the sugar in other areas of my life. I've been cut out dairy completely. And, and here, here soda is now re- re-rearing its ugly head. Um, but... Well, you know, Matt, I'll have to I'll have to report back on this, but I literally just mailed out. I took a food sensitivity test okay. where you can buy a kit and you put a bunch of your blood in it and they'll test it for like 200 plus different foods and how sensitive you are to each. Yeah, I've, I've heard of these. I've heard of these. Tests. Yeah. So I'll, I'll report back when the results come in. But um, we'll, we'll find out why I feel gross all the, the time. The sensitivity test my doctor shared with me was just drink a glass of milk and see what happens. That's what's basically what he... Yeah, let him know if he feels When I asked him, uh, yeah, am, am, am I... What's going on? Can I do... Like, I feel really kind of bad whenever I have things with dairy in it. And they're like, oh, just drink some milk. And if, you know, that's the thing, that's, the, that's what's <laughs> making you sick. Sure enough, it was. So... Matt, you could have gone to medical school with logic like no that. No more dairy, I know. Um... But one day we'll have to do an episode on on some on dairy substitutes. They've come a long way. The alt alt milks. Maybe that'll be the great taste off for uh, Sean Vember next year. Sean okay. Tember, whenever it is, the fall of Sean. I'm here um, for 
we'll, we'll do some milk substitutes. Matt, the Super Bowl. What did you think of the big game? What did I think? I thought it was okay. I, th- I thought yeah. it was okay. It was not the best. Definitely not the worst. Uh, it was. It was. It was like moderately exciting. It was very. It was very middle of the road in almost every every aspect. It was. The game was just okay. The commercials were kind of just okay. The the halftime show was pretty good, but it was uh, yeah every everything was just very very mediocre very but mediocre in a good in a good way not like it was nice it was nice it was it was, it was nice. all nice that's the way I would describe it yeah the game yeah because the game was quickly it was efficient there weren't a lot of penalties mm-hmm. so there weren't a lot of stoppage um, it was but not a lot of highlight moments either particularly like it, you it would just be. It felt almost planned where it would be yes. like boring for like you'd get right to the edge of like, wow, this is a boring game. And then something interesting would happen to drag you back in. So I thought the pacing was good. And, you know, there was a couple of key injuries, which kind of added intrigue. And, yeah, I thought the game overall was fine. I thought both teams did a a respectable job. It was by no means a, a blowout. No, certainly not. Um. Let's see. Uh, Matt, how do you want to go about this? You want to talk about, you want to do commercials? You want to do the halftime? You want to start in on the bets? Um, I think overall, you want to, you want to talk about your favorite. Let's talk about, let's talk commercials. Let's talk, talk commercials. commercials. Absolutely. I pulled up. So uh, the USA Today ad meter always ranks the top ads of the show. Uh, and so Matt, I'm curious what ads stood out to you and how they ranked accordingly any ads stand out there were two ads that stood out to me Um, okay the first one was probably my favorite ad of the night which was a an ad for rocket mortgage which featured the dollhouse with anna kendrick yes and it had like the dolls i really really liked that ad um katie liked that ad too it was uh that was my favorite of i think the whole night um yeah yeah, no, and believe it or not, that one actually ranked number one on the USA Today ad meter, believe it or not. That's the most successful one, but it was the the Barbie parody with, you know, better better offer Betty and cash offer Carl and um, you know, do it doing the little Barbie parody. Well, I like um, the, the end when they were like, Well, you could go buy that other house and it's like the Skeletor castle. Yes, with E Man. Yes. Like, well, the, exactly. I think he says something like the bones are good, but the neighbors are terrifying or something like that. And, it, like, and Skeletor. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it was a really fun. I thought, by the way, I thought Anna Kendrick's sort of deadpan delivery yeah. was, was very good in it, um, where she, she kind of just played it up like those old commercials. Mm-hmm. That was that was my highlight. Uh, my second favorite one was the, um, it was like a cryptocurrency. Um, and for the record, I, I personally, I think cryptocurrency is a straight up scam and I'm not a part of it in any way, but I like the commercial with Larry David where Larry David is, yep. uh, is talking about like basically like every, he's, he has the wrong take on everything. And then at the end, he's like, I think crypto is bad. I, I think it, it'll never work. And trust me, I thought that was a good, that was a good commercial. Larry David's funny. And, um, to see him in all those wacky scenarios was funny. Well, it, that the, the one thing that commercial proved to me was that it is possible to have an insane amount of money and still somehow want more. Like Larry David shouldn't have to do cryptocurrency commercials. The man is well, insanely ha- wealthy. No, definitely doesn't have to, but he, he probably just wanted no. to. It's, but I'm like, seriously, people will fun. do anything for money. Yeah. Um, no, that one was good, too. I think that one did not make the top 10. The LeBron James um, cryptocurrency was, was decent, where he, he visits uh, himself. That was okay. Yeah, I, I thought it was. I appreciated the technology they they do to do those. Um, that one also did not make the top ten. My, uh, I did like the Anna Kendrick one a lot. My other one I really liked just because they, I fell for the trick. Was the Bud Light Seltzer Flavor Town with Guy Fieri, where 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 they're like we have to show the mayor and they're like going through the town and like it just did not click in my brain what was going to happen and they're like look what we found and it turns out it's guy fieri's the the mayor of flavor town i i just there's just something i rewatched it tonight there was just something about that ad that that made me smile so um i i did like that and what about the arnold schwarzenegger showing up in um well 
Was that with Salma Hayek? As Zeus? Yes. They, they were like, he was Zeus. Yeah. And I guess she was Hera. Well, that one kind of... And my biggest problem with the... Because number two on this USA Today chart is the Amazon Mind Reader commercial with um, Colin Jost and Scarlett Johansson. So many of these ads I saw before the Super Bowl. They were teased weeks in advance. I hate that they do that now. I want to... You know what? I wouldn't say it was my favorite ad, but you know what ad I liked a lot as a marketing guy? The uh, bouncing oh, QR God, code. you were going to mention that. Now, look, is that a great ad? Not really. Didn't say what the product was, but it was clever. It was surprising. It was original. I'll give them points for that. Do I think it really helped average? No, because our website crashed because so many people scanned right. it. Like, it wasn't an effective ad, but at least they tried something and we didn't see it coming. I had already seen a bunch of these ads prior to the game. It, it reminds me of that that one in particular, just because of how new it, like how novel it was. I really liked the Tide commercial from last year. Yes, where Tide was in every ad. And into other ads. I really liked that. It was very meta and it was it was breaking the fourth wall and I I particularly liked that one. Did you see the uh the ad that took the shot at um took the shot at Tesla? Oh, the pole star, mm-hmm. yes. Like yes, yes, yes. That was a good ad. Or something. It was like yeah, that was decent. Um Yeah, I think some of the other ones on this, this is the Lay's commercial with Paul Rudd and um, Seth Rogen, which I thought was funny. You had your you had Uh, your obligatory Scientology commercial shortly after. Oh, I didn't I didn't get that. Is that is that a tri-state area thing? I didn't I didn't see the Scientology. You you had too much non-alcoholic beer and you had to you had to get it out. Goes right through the system. Um, No, that was uh, yeah, it was it was very it's very short. They're always really short. They don't really explain anything because if they did, then that would be bad for their for their product, mm-hmm. I guess. So they it was just like a bunch of like random shots. You know, you probably have seen them. They're they're in they're in every Super Bowl, and it's like questions, Scientology. It's like and it's like just very quick and very sudden. I think the one that bummed me out the most was Jim Carrey's cable guy for Verizon, which it was like, again, you have money. You don't have to do this. Like, no one's making you... Like, it now, if he said, like, I'm making a new cable guy movie, a sequel, I'd be like, okay, that's interesting. Cable guy is a really interesting movie. But to do it in a commercial for Verizon? Ugh. Yeah, that was that was strange. That was a little confusing. Oh, I was confused by that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I E Trade brought the baby back. I saw that. Yes, yeah, the returning of the baby. I don't Which, know how I feel again, about does that. any anyone remember the E Trade baby? I I feel like a it certain did. generation just. I I remembered it when when they started the commercial, but I had completely forgotten about it until that very moment. And I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Um, it was very. I will say in in general, the show at the the whole thing, the the performance, the halftime performance, and the commercials very geared toward the aughts it was a, it was an aughts it was yes. very much an well, early that's... 2000s um nostalgia dump well it's that 20 year rule right mm-hmm. where in the 70s everyone was doing 50s revivals and in the 80 you know in the 90s we were all doing 70s and 80s revival and that, it's always that 20 year and we're just hitting that point where the aughts are cool again mm. i don't know i don't think the partly honestly i don't think the aughts were even cool during the aughts no, the odds were terrible. But that's what someone else pointed out is all all of the Super Bowl performers, uh, except for Kendrick Lamar, um, had their number one hits in like 2000, 2001, 2002. I mean, everyone thinks of them as being 90s, but they peaked into the 2000s. Oh, yeah. They really are 2000s artists. Dre, maybe not. He's a little older, but you think of Eminem. Uh, uh, yeah, Mary J. Blige and, and all these guys. Um, that was their era. Yeah. Snoop. Snoop was yeah. a little bit nineties. He was, but as as like a solo guy, mm. he he was still putting out big hits in that time. Yeah, I agree. Um, especially the particular songs they performed were of you know he Dre was with NWA and doing stuff like that back in the eighties, mm. you know, in the nineties. Um, yeah, but it was it was very so, much an aughts. It was a celebration of the aughts. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. The two thousands are back with a vengeance. Uh, yeah, but I thought all the commercials, I didn't really hate any of them in particular. You know, they do have a list here of the lowest rated commercials, 
Uh, but I don't even remember some of these. Um, so, no, I think overall the commercials were were perfectly fine. Yeah. It was all perfectly fine. This is this is the the perfectly fine Super Bowl in every sense. But in a good it way. Was in a good way. Cuz I can think of other mediocre forgettable. This was not forgettable. It was just It was enter- it was entertaining. Yeah. But it you know not definitely not the the craziest thing we've seen, which maybe maybe we need. Maybe like in 2022 that's just what we needed. Is is just perfectly entertaining, adequate and tame. Maybe we need a little bit of tame. It was nice. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. nice. Um now, Matt, let's yeah. talk about the halftime show a little bit. Um we're obviously connoisseurs of Super Bowl halftimes here. Um I make us talk about them constantly uh because I find them entertaining and fascinating just as a concept. If it wasn't for the show, um, I would have never ever learned about the Mike the Magician or whatever the the magic <laughs> Elvis Elvis Presto Elvis Presto words and, and the and the all kids Super Bowl halftime salute yes. slash uh, war announcement still blew my mind that that was never aired. <laughs> yep, yeah, isn't that isn't that great? Um, yeah, quite interesting. This year, uh, it was a salute. To, you know, it did remind me of, you know, because back in like the 90s and the 80s, they used to do like a group of artists, like salute to Motown's 40th, where they'd have a bunch of artists. Or I, I think the year after that was celebration of soul, salsa and swing. You know, it's like just a, a collaboration of artists. And that's kind of what we got this year with um, a salute to West Coast hip hop, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar in an appearance by 50 Cent. Um... What do you think of the show? I liked it. I, I, what I thought was, um, 50 was a surprise. Uh, yep. he was also hanging upside down, which was also a surprise. Uh, um, I thought that the set was pretty cool. It was like a, like somebody's house, like a, like kind of like a house party, I think is what it was supposed to be going for. Um, I, I, and the, my, I think what we were all wondering going into the show, knowing who the artists would be, we were wondering how are they going to do this show when most of their songs contain a large amount of swear words? And yeah, I think they, they answered that question by basically like it was, there was more like samples. I felt like each of them was like, it was like a, and and to me that was even more aughts because that reminded me of like the thirty second snippets you would get on like an iTunes music store, like that's what yeah. it brought me back to when you had to sample the uh, I guess that you still have those but like you sampled like the thirty second before you, re- you figured out from Napster or whatever if you wanted to pay the ninety nine cents or if you wanted to just download it for free off LimeWire, <laughs> right 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 right. You know, so that that was cool. It was kind of like that. It was like everyone was like a 30 to 30 second to a minute long snippet of just the clean versions, cleanish versions of of their of their key songs. I would have liked my my one complaint. I would have liked more Eminem. I don't think there was enough Eminem. I think he he kind of came and went a little too fast. And if I have to add another one. I wanted. I wish they had interacted a little bit more. It very much seemed like very separate, separate acts, and I would have liked if they could have like weaved into. I think Dre and Snoop. They definitely. I think they, they did. They did like a song together. But yeah, Dre and Snoop did like three songs yeah, together. Like Mary snack. J. Blige got two. Kendrick Lamar got like one and a half. Uh, yeah, it was kind of a bummer that Eminem only got. Got one. I would have also liked uh, they to me. It, I would have liked them to have taken their time a little bit more. For some reason, it it seemed to be like it came and went very quickly. I, I don't know if it it didn't it didn't seem to last long. I could be totally wrong here, but I I feel like the weekend's halftime show was much longer last year. Well, it's it's kind of funny because I had some. I was talking to somebody at work, and they like said, "Man, concert. the halftime show." So halftime show felt really long. They told me so that that must have been twenty minutes. Uh, no, Matt, the, the the Super Bowl halftimes have 
for the last couple of years been really consistent in that like 10 to 15 minute range, usually right around 14 minutes. So no, the not one was not longer than the other. I just think it was one artist in the weekend versus six artists in this show. They kind of had to go at a faster rate to get everybody in. Didn't the weekend have so like it felt the fast. longest halftime show or something? Is that some kind of uh, It was a good length, but I don't think it was like 30 no, minutes or no, anything like that. It, it was it was within that same range. But, I, you know, I rewatched it. Such a contrast the weekend to this year's show where the weekend's uh, performance was so focused on the visual elements. I mean, I think that thing had more pyrotechnics than July 4th. It was crazy. Um Whereas this was a very stripped down performance. There was no very little pyro, very little lighting, very little set change, no big screens or anything like that. I mean, this was really a bare bones show. It was. I was kind of bummed because they had they had all these retro convertibles and I thought they were gonna like drive them around or something and they didn't even I do thought that. they were gonna make them bounce. I thought they were gonna like yes. that would have been a, a oh. nine, that's a that's a two thousands thing right there, nineties that would have been awesome. Yeah. But they didn't make them bounce. They were just they were just sitting there. So thought that was a little bit of a missed opportunity. Also, if you paid all that money and you sat on the opposite side of the stage, I get, I know there's like jumbotrons and everybody obviously could see what was going on, but just, you can't help but think that they might've felt cheated if they're on one side of the stadium. Well, that was another thing with the weekend too, I noticed was really aggressive cinematography. I mean, they were shooting him from every camera in the stadium, all kinds of angles, close-ups, far away, sky cam. This was shot very traditionally like a concert. I mean, I mean, it really was. This was not a halftime show. It really was yeah. a concert. I, I like that that aspect of the weekend part, though, because that was the pandemic Super Bowl. So that was like the the one right. that uh, like there wasn't really a live audience for. So it was more marketed toward. It was designed for the television. It was designed yeah. to well, be TV oriented. And if you think about it, the weekend. I mean, that was the first time that I can recall ever the, the majority of the show didn't take place on the field. Mm -hmm. Right? He did it up by the scoreboard. It was only on the field at the very end. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of creativity there, but I give this show credit. You know, when I think about what makes a successful Super Bowl halftime show, to me, you need either a show like this year's or a show like last year's, right? You need one artist who can creatively drive a 14-minute show, or you need a group of artists who together create a narrative that is interesting to listen to and watch. I still think one of my favorite halftimes of all time was Super Bowl 50 with Coldplay and Beyonce and Bruno Mars. And two things interesting about that show. One, like this show, it happened during the day on the West Coast, which I think made a big difference. It was light in that stadium. And I think it really makes it feel more alive. And I don't, I don't underrate that. I think that's important. But the other thing is... We think about the Beyonce and the Bruno Mars. They had the little back and forth. They mixed it up with Coldplay, a couple different genres, but they all meshed well. High energy, danceable. Um, I think those are the kind of, even Shakira and J-Lo, to some degree, sharing the state. I just think the age of the one artist covering the whole show may be coming to an end. And I think that's a good thing because I think it's a lot and I think you can really do these sort of genre collaborations. Again, like the salute to Motown or whatever that can really sustain an entire show. Do you think we'll ever get something like salute to Motown again? Um, I think no, I don't think it'll be framed that way. But if you said to me, uh, Oh, next next year they're doing. You know, you want to talk about two thousands throwback, but they're doing a a two thousands th uh, throwback, uh, and it's going to be uh, who's big in the two thousands? Imagine Dragons no. and Imagine Dragons. the Lumineers, and uh, I don't know. Who, about uh, do I have to go farther back? Twenty tens, Sean. All right, biggest. <laughs> These are all definitely I have no 2010. concept of time. No decade. I feel like the concept of nostalgia died after the two thousands because. I don't know. I don't know how you could be nostalgic for the 2010s in 10 years from now, right? Following that 20 year rule, just because now it, it like you have access okay. to so many other decades to be nostalgic for, you know, it's like. 
All right, Matt, how about this for you? We're having this the, our, our salute to new metal. That's right. We've okay. got Limp Biscuit, and we've got uh, uh, Lincoln Park, and we've got Stained. Disturbed. And we've got, it would be the worst concert That's in the history of mankind. Disturbed. It would be awful. Mm. Disturbed. Are you kidding me? Slipknot, Papa Roach. I mean, what a show. Corn. Um, oh, Corn with the K? With, with the K? Absolutely. One of the biggest to ever do it. But the problem is, I don't think they would call it Salute to New Metal. You know what I mean? But I do think you could see genre uh, combinations Cannibal like that. Um, That's a name I haven't said oh, in a long time. I was going to say, Matt, can I read you? Uh, this may be my favorite Wikipedia page of all time. List of new metal bands. Can I read you some of these? Go for it. Because this is, this is really impressive. We've got such great bands as uh, Human Waste Project. Um, let's see what else do we well Hoobastank is always a classic um, Lollipop Lust Kill yeah I've heard of Maxim, Maximum the Hormone Imagine Dragons I don't know if they're quite new metal oh they're definitely new metal Sean I'm gonna challenge <laughs> they're not, they're not. challenge challenge judges judges um, Thousand Foot Crunch that sounds like a cereal uh, there's a band called Vanilla Ice, which actually I think is very funny. Um, I don't know how they got away with that. Raging Speedhorn. Uh, anyway. Would Breaking Benjamin fit in there? Probably not. I think they're a little more punky. Yeah. They're a little more sort of new punk. Okay. How about The Offspring? Uh, oh, again, they're awfully poppy. I don't poppy. think they're new metal. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. No. But, but are you talking about... Uh, Carnival? Uh no. I I would definitely no. I would like to see the offspring do a halftime show. Well, again, I think you could do like a even if you went to the 90s, you could do like a third eye blind goo goo dolls halftime show. I mean, you just have to pick pick a direction and and go with it. Um I mean, are there any artists next year Super Bowl Matt will be in Glendale, Arizona. Are there any artists you would like to see perform at half? I I don't really have any that I would like to see, but I I really just hope they won't go country. And I just have a weird feeling that they're going to do country because they haven't really done a country halftime show. They're, and I, yeah, not for a long time, it, and it's going to be really annoying. Um. Well, maybe not. I don't know. They surprised me by doing the the rap, hip hop, ode to hip hop. That was cool. Is there a group that I would like to see? I don't know. Maybe Imagine Dragons. I think they probably would do a pretty good halftime show. Um, it all depends on who's got an album coming out and needs to promote it. Yeah, that's part of it. I mean, uh, I'm looking here at the top artists of 2021. Kanye West is always an option. Oh, uh, he. I don't. Possibly, he's right? not. He's not doing well right now. Um, <laughs> he's just coming out with a new album. In a couple of days. What about an Adele Taylor Swift? There, I think there there were rumors that Taylor Swift was going to do a halftime show a couple years ago, right? I could see that. Uh, Dua, Dua Lipa, Lil Nas X. Dua Lipa and Nas X. Yeah, I like Dua Lipa. In I Arizona? think she'd do a good halftime show. Yeah, sure. Okay, maybe, maybe I could see that. What, what about uh, what about Fleetwood Mac? No, they're they're dead, aren't they? There's no way. <laughs> no, they're all still, they're still alive. alive. Yes, yeah, they're doing fine. Um, no, Matt, I did before the show because uh, I knew this was going to come up. I did look up. Do you know Glendale, Arizona's most famous music artist? Because this, these are the the thing that was in at Los Angeles, so they wanted L.A. artists to right. perform. If we're going to be in Glendale, we've got to get Glendale's that, and biggest that's what music I'm afraid act. Of. I'm afraid of that. Yes. Uh, is, and who do you think that is? No, less famous. <laughs> now she has been Grammy nominated. I don't know Shania Twain. I don't know. She's won two Teen Choice Awards. I know nothing about country music, Sean. Not not at all. Not a, She's not a country singer. Glendale, Arizona. Oh, it would be um, Hillary Duff. I was about to say, I'll give you $100 cash if you can guess who this person is. Um, Palmer. No. 
Nope. Uh, Hi, her biggest hits. She's a reality show winner. Carly Rae Jepsen. No, although she, yes, she, you're, although did she win Canadian American Idol or was she just on it? I don't know. Okay, uh, it's Jordan Sparks, winner of the oh, sixth season of American Idol, okay. uh, f- from Glendale, Arizona. Okay, that would have been. She had two top ten singles. Okay, that would have been uh, that would have been two thousand five or something, two thousand six. She won in two thousand seven. How about Clay Aiken? Where was he doing? He's running for Congress. Good, good for him. Yeah, in whatever some Tennessee or something like that. One of those. Ruben states. Ruben is um, no longer with us, right? He passed. Off. I don't believe so. Sorry. Now. Yes, it is. Um, well, we'll have to wait and see. Um, it will. Uh, it will be interesting. Nope. Ruben Sutter um, is still alive, Sean. Oh, he is forty-three years him. old. Good for uh, him. He is not. He is not dead. I just wanted to clarify that. Good for him. No, thank you. For his estate. Um, his estate comes after a us. relief. Did you know he was born in Frankfurt, West Germany? That is interesting. Uh, his father was stationed there with the U.S. Army. Uh, so he was, Actually. He was born in Germany and grew up in Birmingham, Alabama. Now that I think about it, you know what would be a really good halftime show that actually I would kind of be excited about? All American Idol winners. Kelly Clarkson, Carrie Underwood, Jordan Sparks. Sure, bring in Ruben. I mean, you could even do runners-up Catherine McPhee, Clay Aiken, Adam Lambert. I mean, none of the new people have had any success. That plays the harmonica. Taylor he Hicks. Was my favorite, yeah. Um, yeah, actually, I think uh, no joke. You could even get Daughtry, who came in like sixth, but he had a career afterward. He had a big career. Um, he had a band. Yeah, the whole group. I I think actually I would that would actually would be David Cook. I think that would actually be fun. That was a really. It was um, a lot of the people there. I feel like I don't know why, but they a lot of them came from like middle, like North Carolina. And like, right? Didn't Clay Aiken yeah. come from North Carolina? And yeah, yeah, a lot of them did. Taylor Hicks, I think, yeah. was Vegas, right? He was like a Vegas lounge singer or something. Was he, he probably also came from North Carolina. Most of them, I feel like most of them. Kelly Pickler, who was a singer who came from yeah, Albemarle, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I'm on a roll here. Chris Daughtry. Wow, the names of the last couple winners have really gotten out of control. Chris Daughtry, Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. Maddie Pop. How about Carrie Underwood? No, Philip Phillips. Um. Yeah. But still, a lot of Wild. them came from Philly, hmm. North Carolina. Big spot for American idols. Well, uh, if the fine folks at uh, Pepsi would like any suggestions for the halftime show, please give us a call. We are standing by to help. Yep. Um, I'll leave you with one last uh, halftime show fun fact, which I did not know. Ever since 2010, the halftime show has been directed by the same man, his name, Hamish Hamilton. Nice. Would, would it surprise you to learn he's British? Hamish Hamilton. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, I know this guy. He looks like yeah, he's done up. He was a, he kind of looks like a MythBuster. Yeah, no, he's a, a an extremely well regarded uh, television director. Mm. He's done Olympics. He's done Academy Awards. You know, yeah. dude gets around. Um, all right, Matt. Well, I think we've got to get to the part of the show. Uh, we can't hold off any longer where we have to talk about our Super Bowl prop bets. Now, if folks uh, did not listen to last week's episode, I recommend you do so. We went through and came up with uh, what was this year, I believe, 12 bets, 12 things that you and I went through. We made our picks on each of them. And during the show, I hope everyone fo- was following along at, uh, at Up for Debate TV as I was live tweeting them. Uh, we were able to score all of our different bets and see how we did, Matt. So, Without further delay, you want to just start at the top and work our Let's way go down? For it. Matt, you had a very strong start. The first thing 
uh, was the coin toss. Actually, the anthem was first, but in the sheet, it's the coin toss is first. You took heads. I always give you first choice. Um, you've picked heads most years. Um, you've won this particular bet a number of years, but you've won with both tails and heads. Matt, it was heads this year, so you won the very first point on the board. I I, <laughs> I feel like it was all kind of downhill from there. <laughs> Billy Jean King flipped the coin. Yeah. Um, and it's two years back-to-back heads and back-to-back Mac victories. We also had the anthems uh, from country singer Mickey Guyton. The over-under was at a minute 40. I took the under at a minute 35. You took the over at 143. Matt, I forgot my most important rule in Super Bowl pop bets. Always take the over on the anthem. They always take forever to sing it. I was so stupid to take the under. Um, My unofficial time, I didn't Google what the bet said, but it was definitely over, was 150. So uh, a short song by Super Bowl standards, uh, but wasn't the under for me to win so you got you're up two nothing right at the start is it bad that i thought that uh billy jean king was phyllis from the office why would phyllis from the office be flipping the coin at the super bowl i was wondering too but (laughs) she looks a lot like her yeah i don't know i don't think they're related or anything but that would be interesting if they were um now uh how are you feeling at this point in the game, Matt? You're up two nothing. Strong start. I was getting a little nervous. Mm-hmm. It's it's definitely coming out of the gate feeling pretty good, but uh, I think things might take a turn. Well, we uh, we had a couple bets early in the game. Um, the type of first penalty of the game, which was a new bet we had never done before. Uh, you uh, you said false start. I said offensive holding. Matt, we were both wrong. It was actually a delay of game on the Rams. Yeah, not many penalties. And I I've actually I think the second penalty was a, if I'm not mistaken, the second penalty was a was a uh, false start. So it was like yeah, there were I think two in the whole really like, like the whole first, first three quarters. Half, there were yeah. barely any. The fourth quarter got a little flaggy, but. Um, nobody got a point on that one. That was a wash. We also uh, went through the first player to score. Uh, I said uh, Odell Beckham Jr. You said T. Higgins. And I get my first point on the board, baby. I cheered. It was OBJ uh, starting us off. A nice uh, pass from Matthew Stafford. T. Higgins did score the next point, though, which was weird. And it was on the, yep. that controversial non-call of that face mask. What did you think of that? Oh, he definitely grabbed his face mask, but I, that's more of an issue with the NFL rules than it is like, I don't know. I, and I could spend a whole hour talking about this, but uh, flags should be reviewable and challengeable. Uh, you should be able to do it. There's a reason why we have giant jumbotrons. It's so the coach can look up and see why wow, that was really friggin' stupid flag. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It should be challengeable. And there should be the sky judge where the, the NFL headquarters can call and say, whoa, 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 stop the game. Time out. That was clearly a penalty, guys. It's all right. You got it wrong, but we have to enforce it before the next play yeah, starts. Yeah, it's so, kind of ridiculous. Whatever. I'm not beat up that they missed it. They're human. Yeah. Like, the refs are going to make mistakes. I don't get mad when they make mistakes, but there's no avenue for them to correct it. You can't throw a flag five minutes after it happened. Exactly. That's kind of You need a rule mechanism weird. to do it's it. It's kind of weird that that's not part of the game yet. They haven't caught on to the fact that these refs are fallible. Remember the replacement refs? Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. But that's what's great about the challenge is it's on the coach to challenge it. So the NFL has no responsibility. They missed it. They missed it. The coach should have challenged it. So let him challenge penalties. I agree. I'm with you. Seems like an easy fix. Uh, So, no, that was a bummer. uh, But it did result in a great touchdown. So at this point, Matt, the score is two to one. And we are going to careen towards the halftime. Uh, We'll be in a bet. Who would sing first? At the halftime, you said it was going to be the new guy, Kendrick Lamar. I said it was going to be the old guy, Dr. Dre. The first singer was actually Snoop Doggy Dog himself, Snoop Dogg. Um, so, no points awarded. I think in retrospect, that makes sense. It does. It, that was a tough call to make, and I I think my logic was flawed. It was, that's really... And by the way, Dr. Dre was, sh- Dr. Dre was shown first. He just didn't sing first. Hmm. Important distinction. Uh, and then we had the halftime set list. 
Uh, it's one of our annual traditions uh, that you and I each pick uh, three. We actually did four songs this year because of how many artists there were, where we each pick four songs and we get a point for each one that appears in the actual halftime show. Uh, Matt, I've never beaten you in this, in the history of us doing these bets. We've tied before and you've won, but I have never beaten you. Uh, and wouldn't you know it, I did a great job at it this year. I picked uh, three songs, California Love, Family Affair, and the next episode, and uh, which were actually the fir- three of the first four songs. And you picked Lose Yourself, but unfortunately your other picks did not make it into the show. Yeah, I, I in retrospect, uh, I, as soon as Snoop started with California Love, I was like, of course they're going to do that song. They're in California. Why wouldn't they? Uh, still kind of surprised that there was no Drop It Like It's Hot. Because that's like one of that was one of Snoop's like signature hits. So I, yep. was, I was shocked at that. Um, what was my other one? Was it it was DNA? My, my name is. Oh, another Eminem. See that I got what I got. I got screwed by by Eminem's set being so short. That's what it was. Yeah, I, I think what really, to be honest, what I think screwed you was not picking a Mary J. Blige song. And see, I, I don't know any of her songs, so yeah, no. I didn't either. I googled yeah. it, uh, but I think she was definitely going to get in there and uh, and perform. So I was I was happy to take the three to one win, which puts me up at this point in the game. Uh, four to three, I believe. So I take the lead at this point. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm as surprised as anyone that <laughs> I got three out of four. Correct. Uh, now Matt, uh, we had a cross sport bet this year, uh, which would be higher. The total NHL goals scored on that Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, or the total points scored in the first half, the NHL scored 23 goals in the four games happening that morning. And the NFL scored 23 points. It was a push. Wow. We both thought the NHL would be higher, but it was a push. Yep. Which I was, I got really nervous because I saw it was only 23 points in the morning. And I was like, "Eh, they could definitely score more than that in the first half. I was hoping it'd be a little higher. What was the highest scoring game? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, none of them were particularly egregious um, blowouts. I just played it based on the matchups. I saw there were a lot of like one kind of seemingly one-sided matchups. I thought they were going to score a lot. Well, we looked at like what are the average numbers of goals scored per game. It's six. Mm-hmm. Six times four is twenty-four. So it was in line with averages. Uh, let's see. It was. Uh, 4-1, the Senators won. 5-3, the Sabres won. 4-2, the Penguins won. And 4-0, the Avalanche won. So they were all, you know, it wasn't 1-1, 1-2 games. I mean, we saw 4, 4, 4, 5, but all lopsided. For sure. Uh, so no points there. Uh, next up, Matt... Total number of punts in the game. Now, the over-under on this was six and a half. Uh, and I took the under at five. You took the over at six. The result, 12. 12 punts. A ton of punts. There were a lot of def- a lot of defensive shutdowns. But this was another thing where I'm like, there's always lots of punts in the Super Bowl. Like, I should have known better than to take the under. In retrospect, that was very stupid. Um, I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, you got to definitely got to consider. And also, both teams have pretty decent punters. Yes, yes, they do. They have very good punters. Um, and so, uh, but it was, the thing is, it was a lot in the first half. At the at halftime, I think it was already over six. Yeah. So I, I had no shot whatsoever. Yeah. It was it was punt happy. A lot of punts. Now, at this point, we're approaching the end of the game, Matt, and you and I are tied up four to four before the final score is over. Uh, just a few bets left. How are you feeling at this point? You mean like this point right now or like this point in the game? At this point in the game. We're in the third or fourth I quarter. Was... I was feeling like the Bengals were going to pull it off. 
I was. I genuinely thought it was going to happen for them. Um, I was also feeling very jittery because I had I was on like my third root beer of the night. Yep. Yep. No, I, I <laughs> too much sugar. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I knew they sacked Joe Burrow a Super Bowl tying record nine times. When that happened, I knew they weren't going to win. Because what was going to happen is they were going to get the ball in the fourth quarter, which they did, and be under a ton of pressure, which they were, to have to score to win the game. And all it takes is one more sack, and he's he's toast. Well, there he he when he rolled, they rolled his leg. I think was that in the third quarter. That I thought he was yes out. I thought that was it. Yes, that looked I thought bad. They were him off Although the not field as in that moment. Speaking of your uh, your name, OBJ's injury that looked bad. Yeah. The replay looked gross. That was one of those ones where you know exactly what it is. Before he even comes off the field, you can just tell. This is an ACL, and he's going to be probably going under the knife. uh, Right. Yeah, definitely unpleasant. Yeah. Uh, Now, Matt, uh, the first of our end-of-game bets, the color of the Gatorade dumped on the winning coach. I am the only one of us to have ever won this uh, back in 2019, and my streak stays alive i picked blue uh and you picked orange and blue was dumped on sean mcveigh at the end of the game to celebrate his victory so that is a point for me did um do they do they release what the gatorade color would have been if it was <laughs> the Bengals? because i don't think anyone like checks on that what you think it's you think they like pour it down the drain like pour one out for my homies kind of mm-hmm. thing i don't no, I don't. I don't think there's any. Do you want me? I'll Google it. Do you know that there's um, there's like four different kinds of blue Gatorade. Yes, I actually had to buy Gatorade the other day. Someone asked me to buy Gatorade, and they said get the blue one. There's like, and it was like blues. a disaster. Yeah. And then if you're colorblind, forget it. That's like adds another another mystery factor to it i'm sure like if you if you can't distinguish different like shades pigments of the color blue well there was there was blue cherry but there was also cool blue which isn't a flavor it's a color it's like anti anti antifreeze it's very odd yeah um yeah no i can't find anywhere online where it says what color gatorade the uh, the Bengals had unfortunately um, and now Matt, we get to the conclusion of the game, uh, where we got to talk about the winners. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams are Super Bowl 56 champions, winning by a score of 23 to 20 with MVP wide receiver Cooper Cup. Uh, I picked the Rams to win, uh, over the Bengals. So I get a point. Uh, neither of us got the score correct, although you were close. If they hadn't, if it were just one field goal less, you would have gotten it. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't. And then uh, you had Joe Burrow, I had Matt Stafford, so neither of us got the MVP point. Add that all up, Matt. For only the second time in the multi-year history of our Super Bowl prop bets, I am the champion with a score of six to four. Congratulations. <sighs> The crowd is going wild. When was the other year? I won back in 2018. Uh, that was the Eagles uh, Patriots Super Bowl. Oh, okay. And and the only reason I won that one uh, was because we did a lot of kind of wacky tweet where I got like the presidential. Oh, right. t- how many times the president would tweet? I got a lot Wasn't of points for that. One of them was like, what, what, "What's Bill Belichick? What's his sweat sweatshirt going to look like?" Or uh, we did Brady completions or Kevin Durant points, which I won. We did a lot of, and then we also had a lot of like both and none where you weren't picking up points. Mm-hmm. Overall, it was, it was a low scoring uh, competition for us. <laughs> yeah. So, low um, scoring nope. So, and I'll give you credit, Matt, if it weren't for the whole set list thing, I wouldn't have won. That's what really, that's what got me my two points to beat you. You did a, a really good job with the, uh, the coin toss, the anthem, the total punts, um, it was just that the halftime that really that killed half-time you. Halftime show, and this is one of the this is one of the rare occasions I did I did not pick the winning team. Hey, you, your streak is broken, is. Matt. You can finally relax. You had picked the winning team forever, mm-hmm. uh, but you did say on the last episode 
that you weren't going with your head, you were going with your heart. That's right. And you you admitted it was not the smart decision to take the no. Bengals. No, I was very much going with, with the team that I wanted to win, not the team that I thought would win. But uh the ma- the magic is the magic is broken. Temporarily broken. We'll see what happens next year. Do you think either of these teams are gonna be back? I guess this is the time when we we make our prediction for next year, right? Yeah. Yes, and I'm actually going to write it down properly this year because we'll forget. And so, for when when I reopen the spreadsheet, we weren't in too a year, far off combined. I think we each had you know, teams no, that made it very No, you far. didn't. No, you had like Bills and yeah, uh, Bills made it. They made it. Pretty well, they were playoff teams. I had the Rams. You though. did. You did. None of so, neither of us had not, the Bengals. They they were no field. no. It was a surprise. It was a total team. surprise. I had the was it Bills and Bills and couldn't have been Bills and chiefs that, that, that no bills bucks bills i think bucks, you have right right mm-hmm. yeah uh matt you want to you want to open up how you think next year's gonna go what's gonna happen um i think there's a good there, there's a good case for there's a good case for either of these teams to be back in the mix um of the two that which one is more likely to be back in it? I would say the I would say the Bengals only because the Rams are losing a few pieces. I know they had a retirement like right after the game. A um, couple of other question marks going on. Uh, they're not the Rams are not a terribly exciting team. They, I think they play good football and think they had things break the right way for them this year and with the with the Super Bowl game. They also had a little bit of controversial penalties we'll say that benefited them in the final game but but the Bengals had some non-calls too um but i think that the Bengals, despite the fact that they're in they're in a tougher they're in a i think a tougher division to win to secure with the right they they've got to they got to face the 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 ravens who i think are going to be back they've got um the AFC is wild. Right. The yeah. AFC is going to be so good Bills next year. Are, they're not in their not in their division. Well, listen, the Bills, the Dolphins yeah. don't sleep on the Dolphins. They got better at the end of this year. The Patriots aren't going to be sleepers. Mm-hmm. They're going to be the Ravens, the Bengals. Uh, the Steelers are kind of a question mark, but the Colts are probably they got Jonathan Taylor. They're not going to be bad depending on what they do at quarterback. The Jaguars are going to be up and coming. The Titans were good. The Chiefs were good. The Chargers should be yeah, better this AFC year. Is... The Raiders have a new coach. They should be better. I mean, uh, the what? Uh, this is insane. Yeah. A- AFC is going to be a, it's a, a Western showdown. <laughs> yeah, like a, just an old fashioned shootout. Um, and that's exciting. But I think that who will rise to the top? Man, who really knows for sure? But I, I think just from just from like I guess going off of this season, and just because I, I just really want them, and I'm just gonna keep picking them until until it finally happens. <laughs> um, my match, my AFC pick will be the Buffalo Bills. I think the Bills are going yep. into the Super Bowl. I just, I want, I just want to see it happen so bad. I want that Bills Bengals AFC Championship. That would oh, make me incredible. so happy um, to see those teams in it uh, with just diehard fan bases that have have been to the wood chipper and and I would love to see a Bills Bengals Super Bowl I mean Bills Bengals championship and then I, I want to see the Bills Bills in the Super Bowl and I want to see them playing the I hate to say it Sean. I think there's a good case for the Cowboys. I think the Dallas Cowboys might be wow. might be the NFC team. I think that they were very much overlooked this year. They had a lot of a uh, lot of issues uh, that that kept them. But you know what? No, no, I don't. I don't want. I don't want that. I don't want to put that in the universe. <laughs> I don't want to put it in the universe, Sean. Because if I say it and then I lock it, it's going to happen, and I don't want it to happen. I don't want the Cowboys anywhere near the Super Bowl. Um, so why don't I go with a more benign team? Like, um, for some reason, they're always in the mix, and they're always in the talks, and, and the 49ers, but they're losing Jimmy G. You, you can say the Rams again. I mean, the 
if you think they're going to be good. I, I mean, you got so. the I Packers. I think they'll be good. I think they'll be in the playoffs. I don't think they're going all the way. Um, man, you know what? Time, time is uh, time is running short. Uh, I, I, let's just go crazy here. Let's just go crazy for a minute. Well, how crazy? Bills, Cardinals, lock me in. I don't care. Oh. Don't, it doesn't matter what I say. Bills, Cardinals. If I tell you, you know, no, Matt, change it, don't change it. Just lock it in. Because right, you know Matt, what? Here's this the would thing. be the third year in a row where a a home with, with a, one of the teams has home field advantage. And I think that's, that's awesome. fair. I think that's awesome. Do it. Do it right now. Bills, Cardinals. Okay, here's Super the thing. I, I thought you were insane when you picked the Cowboys. <laughs> now I think you're really insane. So I, it's locked lock in. It. I've locked it. I don't it. care. Just uh, put it in there. Um, I would say, uh, I, I don't. This year in the NFL was awesome because it was all over the damn map, um, and anyone could win at any time. And I'm hoping next year is like that too. I think on the AFC side, there are just so many good teams, and there are a lot. There are almost very few teams on here. I would be surprised if they made the playoffs. I think any one of these teams could. Uh, but I purposefully, Matt, I'm going to make insane picks for this because we don't really get penalized for doing My that. My picks were equally insane, so go for it. No, I think the Bills is a solid choice. I don't think there's cra- – the Cardinals, maybe. Here's what's going to happen, okay? Indianapolis Colts are going to are going to cut Carson Wentz and they're going to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo and they're going to the Super Bowl. Okay. That's not too crazy. That's not too no, crazy. it's very crazy. I don't think it's, it's very crazy. crazy. I think it's crazy. Uh, so that's what I think is going to happen. Uh, and then, but I will say, looking at this entire picture of the AFC, don't sleep on the Dolphins, one. And two, uh, I just, one of these years, the Ravens have to like not have a zillion injuries and get their shit together. Like they should be a better team. They should be winning things. Um, and I just, I, I just don't have enough confidence to bet, but man, they, they could be set up for success. I think, uh, on the NFC side, I think, you know, obviously the Bengals sort of came out of nowhere as sort of a surprise, you know, um, team to make it as far as they did. If I look at a surprise team for next year. I think the Seattle Seahawks are going to have a big bounce back year. They've made some smart changes. I think the Cardinals are going to friggin' implode and they're going to be the drama team of the year. I think, I think it's going to be a hot mess of a team next year. And I'm so there for wow. it. I'm so wow. there for the, it. The animosity. No, I don't hate the Cardinals. I love the drama. Okay. Okay. Every it's like the Raiders were this year, where they were just a team of just like dramatic drama all season long. Uh, every year there's one of those teams, and I think next year it's going to be the Cardinals. Okay, is my guess. Um, but who do I think out of the NFC is going to the Super Bowl? Oh boy, if Aaron Rodgers stayed stays with the Green Bay Packers, I think they got a really good shot. But I said I was going to go crazy. And so, I think to represent the AFC, NFC in the Super Bowl, the Minnesota Vikings. What? What? Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing about the okay. Vikings, okay? Okay. They've got some pieces. They've got a new coach and, a, and new coordinators this year. Kirk Cousins is in his contract year. And if he doesn't play well, no team on earth is ever going to sign him after the massive contracts the Vikings gave him to be mediocre. I think with the right coordinator and quarterbacks coach, Kirk Cousins can play well enough on a team that had a decent defense. Look, I'm not saying this is likely. It is a stretch, but I'm also saying it's not impossible. All right. Uh, you didn't pick the you didn't pick the Giants, so I think that it's 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 no, in the realm my, of reality. But I will say my backup crazy pick was the Eagles. You know, that's not that's not that crazy, I think. Who it's not no no, definitely I, I the Vikings is crazy. Like so I didn't want to pick them, but no. they're not it's that's they not improved a, crazy a lot pick. last year. Yeah. I, I think I think and they've got uh, a lot of picks in the upcoming draft. So they're Pretty gonna get some really picks. top yeah. Yeah, a lot of top talent. They are definitely a team to watch. They, were, they made the playoffs this sure. year. Wild card. They they first on a first year coach, really a first year quarterback when you think about it. Jalen Hurts. Yep. Um, yep. 
I, I don't I don't I don't see it's it's the crazier things. The thing is that crazier things have happened in the NFL than for the Eagles to make the Super Bowl next year. I, oh, absolutely. Because all, all it takes is you just have to you have to punch your ticket. Once you punch your ticket, once you're in the dance, anything can happen. Anything it's one can game happen. At a you time. just got to play three or four games and you're in, you're in it. So you're right in the now, mix. Matt, I'll ask you one other prediction question uh, because I'm curious your thoughts. Uh, this year, the team with the worst record in the NFL uh, was the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars again. Um, who lost just so many games. I don't think they uh, won in London. Not yet, at least. <laughs> uh, no, my question was going to be, uh, this coming year, who's going to be the worst team record-wise in the league at the end of the 2022 season? Oh, that's easy. The Giants. The Giants are, are trash. Really? The Giants are... You think... Fire. I don't think they're the worst. I don't, I don't know. I really, we, uh, the schedules haven't come out yet, so I don't know what... That's the, true. Uh, I don't know what the schedule looks like for them, but they're awful. They're awful. And and they they do they don't really have a, a a blueprint of what what is coming next, right? They fired their head coach, they fired their offensive coordinator. There is no they're in a tailspin, right? I think the GM too, it's it's all just up in smoke. So they are very much in a rebuild. They're going to get smacked around. I I think that the New York Giants will have the worst record in football next year. Uh, it's not crazy. It's not crazy. Uh, you know, an interesting thing, not to get too much into it, but this year is a horrible year for quarterbacks in the draft. Uh, there, like, aren't any. Um, and 2023 is supposed to be an insane quarterback year. And so I look at teams who are bad, but aren't bad enough where they can wait. They're, they're willing to, like, tank this year to get a pick next year, not needing a quarterback necessarily this year or getting a free agent quarterback. I think the team with the worst record in the league next year after they tank to get the number one pick and a great quarterback is the Carolina Panthers. I think they can get away with sucking this year and not having to put in an effort and tanking to get that number one pick. See, uh, my other inclination was going to be the Saints because the Saints are going to, you know, they're going to be missing they're, 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 they're yeah they don't have big a question mark at quarterback big question mark at running back now too with Kamara yeah so um I I think that they the, what's their saving grace is that they still have a pretty good defense and well and the, I think the Detroit Lions is in there as yeah. well I mean because they don't have a franchise quarterback but I think they can also suffer through Jared Goff for another year if it means getting I when I look at a team like Washington or um maybe Indianapolis, even Pittsburgh to some degree, or the Bucks, they might draft a quarterback this year because they've got a lot of good pieces and they can't afford to wait a year. Uh, but I look at some of these other real stanky teams and they're like, we ain't going anywhere this year. We might as well just tank like the Jacksonville did two years ago and get our franchise quarterback. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's a really imaginative scenario you have there with the Vikings. <laughs> I thought my I thought my pick was crazy putting the Cardinals out there. But well, but here's the thing: you didn't say you were going crazy on purpose. You actually meant that to be a good pick. Oh, Sean, by the way, I want you to switch me to the forty uh, nine. Okay, no, the forty no, no, forty no. no. niners would be a better I, choice. I, but I told you to lock me in. Lock me in. Right. Um, Jimmy G's gone. We're he's, he's out of there. He's he's peacing. He's going. The Trey Lance era is upon us. Indeed. A rookie quarterback so mediocre that they started Jimmy G over him all season long. Uh, I don't know what that says about him, but yeah, it'll it'll be fun. Um, it'll be fun. If, honestly, no, Jimmy G's going to land somewhere. I think good. if I had to switch out, I'd probably stick the Eagles in there. But I would be so conflicted in a Bills Eagles Super Bowl. I wouldn't know what what to do. Boy, that would be a hoot. But but the Eagles just won the Super Bowl a couple of years they did. ago. Like, they do did. they really That's need true. to win again? That's, yeah, Give it to I would. Bills. You know, I that would make me the happiest because I would be happy either way. And gosh, the Bills really—if any team deserves it after the misery that they've been put through any team that goes to four consecutive super bowls and loses all of them and and goes to overtime in the championship game and and loses just because of a coin toss really and yeah so sad but it's a bummer well matt Mm. uh that concludes our super bowl prop bets for this year what a hoot can't wait to do it again next year uh, you'll have an opportunity for revenge. Yeah, I, I just hope that the playoffs next year are 
just as as cra- as just absolutely crazy as the as this year. I've I've never in what other year, Sean, were, were the games so like every single one of them were so enthralling, and then the and then the Super Bowl was just all right. <laughs> but but I would even argue I think the whole season was great. I mean, literally the the whole season uh, we had so many teams with with great records. Very few teams like straight up stunk. Um, everybody was in the mix at one point or the other. There was interesting player drama. The fantasy was, it was just a great NFL season overall. Um, which, which was so pleasant to see. So we had a lot of, uh, the rookies played well. We had a lot of surprise breakout stars. Um, I, I think, I think it was, uh, I think it was great. So we'll be back on it next year when the NFL kicks back off. Um, now Matt, we got to look ahead here because coming up in the next couple of weeks, uh, we will be doing Space Jam, A New Legacy. Uh, as we promised, we did the first one. Now we'll do the other one. Uh, and coming up very shortly, March Madness. Are you ready, Matt? I'm already, Sean. You know what's ha- you know what's coming up. You know what's happening. The thing is, I don't know. I don't know what's you coming know what's up. Happening. That's the problem. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. It's, oh, my as God. Always. I am. You know, that. that's what I love about you, Matt is I genuinely couldn't even guess what you're planning. That's what's great about this. Not even an inclination. Um, so we, we got plans. we got some great Any stuff ahead of us. Works. Um, excellent. Well, that's great. Well, folks should come back. Uh, subscribe to us wherever you get podcasts. Look for Up for Debate. Uh, we're on all the major platforms, and you can follow us at Up for Debate TV on Twitter. Email us up for debate TV at gmail.com with the video version on YouTube. Just look up Up for Debate and look for the purple icon. Um... But that's going to do it for us here. Uh, so we're going to wrap it up. On behalf of Matt, I'm Sean. Thanks, everyone, for being here. What a great super episode of Up for Debate. And we'll see you guys next time uh, for even more. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Matt Mariani and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.